This our show, and we talk about everything. And we talk about everything. Royal Flex the Brand Zone introspective insight right now. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. I am King Davdo. Girl, finish your girl, Fancy Lancy in the building. Because Shannon in China, they not here. They have prior obligations that they had to do. So, you know, I had to come with the substitute. And I'm here. Something like that. You know, it ain't even a substitute. It's like a, it's a, it's a person that is legitimate. Matter of fact, I'm just going to tell you all a story. This was the person that was actually supposed to start the show. Like, and then life happened. Life. Literally life Like happened. real like, life. <laughs> like life happened. And then, I mean. Here I am. Still here though. Still here. Still here. Still making queening. moves and, you know, queening. And, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's a matter of time. I'll just say that. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. It's a matter of time. I'm glad to be here. Matter of time. So, you know, we got the word of the show and the quarter of the show. So the word of the show is penumbra, which is a shadowy, indefinite, or marginal area. I got to try to say that word. Penumbra. 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 And you know, it's spelled exactly like you would think. Yeah. Penumbra. When I was writing it, I, I started saying penum, penundra. Penumbra. That's how penumbra. I say number anyway. I'm like, well, what's your penumbra. number? Penumbra. Number, yeah. <laughs> That's how you say your number. And then the quote of the show is, have patience with all things, but first of your, of all yourself. Okay, I read that wrong. Have patience with all things, but first of all yourself. Have patience with yourself before you can have patience with anything else because that's the way of life. Yeah, but I feel like it's something you learn as you go. That's a fact. Because I know this is off topic like a motherfucker, so I ain't going to expound on it, but that is something that we learn mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Payless did this prank on social media influencers, and I want y'all to listen to it. So here it go. The experiment making headlines by the chain Payless Shoes. They held a grand opening of a luxury store with a different name but the same shoes and charged hundreds more for those same shoes. Customers paid. Here's ABC's Kana Whitworth. Behold, Palessi. We built a fake luxury store in Los Angeles and filled it with Payless shoes. The guests at our grand opening party had no idea. Guests invited to check out what looked like a luxury shoe shop. They're elegant, sophisticated. I just think it's so classy. And I could tell it was made with high quality material. A $35 shoe going for $645, an 1800% markup. Store owners sat on their heels as fashion influencers emptied their wallets. I would pay 400, 500, yeah. People are gonna be like, where'd you get those? Those are amazing. Then they're let in on the prank. These are actually from Payless. You've got to be kidding me. Shut up. Are you serious? But those shoppers were refunded their money and they got to keep the shoes. David Payless calling it a provocative social experiment designed to challenge today's image conscious culture. Either way, it was an effective PR stunt. Yeah. David. Clearly a marketing ploy, but they paid. Kana, thank you. Yeah, um, that's crazy. I think, first of all, can I just say that Payless is a genius? I don't know, I don't know who's up there, but the fact the the era, the time that we live in is crazy because we will literally flock and like flood anything that has the tag luxury on there. <laughs> some. And like, well, yeah, some, some. <laughs> but a majority, which is crazy. Yes. 
and Payless you know. was selling the same shoes that you can buy for fifteen dollars, thirty five dollars for like six hundred and four dollars and fifteen hundred dollars. They had, like they had people buying crazy, well, regular shoes for crazy prices. Like you can go to Flight Club and get a, a release that don't release for another five six years with the money that you're spending yeah. on a Payless shoe. It's and it's and it's kind of interesting because. Most times people buying shoes, they know like this is the shoe that I want. Like right. I'm waiting on this one and this is the one that I'll pay hundreds for. That's understandable, like if you're a sneakerhead or a shoe person that's like that. You know, but to just buy any old shoe for six hundred and something dollars, it's like you just a person that's probably a spender. Like you don't care spending, you like it and it's cool. Right. And you got duped by the title luxury. You got duped. <laughs> Straight dude. I mean, they got their money back, but just the idea. The idea of you being told that it's luxury, and then you find out, like, no, it's really pay lessy. It's really pay lessy. <laughs> pay lessy. Pay lessy. Yo, they really, <laughs> <laughs> they really smart about that pay lessy. No, creative minds. Creative man. minds, and Intuitive. that's that's in that ended up. I mean, that ends up being um, what people actually do. Like, they just create. They create creative ways to get people to buy. You have to be um, outside of the norm and outside of the box to grab anybody's attention and to grab that six hundred dollars out of their pocket. Fact. That's For a real. fact. And it wasn't even nothing about. It's just like it had the same. Like what had Palassi? I seen the little video, which the video's on the. Oh wait, y'all already watching the video, so y'all just seen the video. But <laughs> um, it was on there, and it said Palassi, and and like it's nothing. It's just real clean cut, like mm-hmm. almost like an Apple store. It, and it and it. Also brings you to the fact that presentation is so important when it comes to consumerism. You right. know, like if it's presented as if it should be priced high, you know, then people are going to assume that they should pay high. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's shout out to um, Payless for doing that, and yeah. I mean shout out to them for getting the money back because any any other business that shows the character of I might go to Payless and mm-hmm. buy some shoes now. Mm-hmm. Like that just showed the character of the company mm-hmm. and the CEOs or whoever mm-hmm. actually put this together because. Um, any other company would have took their money, mm-hmm. Much but, integrity. and just kept it. But they was like, "Nah, we just want to do a little prank on social media influencers to see if they will buy these shoes." You know, our normal thirty five dollars shoes. That was so innovative, and really round of applause to them because round that, of that was really innovative. Shout out again! Shout out to Payless because that was we ought to shop that Payless before. I might actually go and try to look at some of their shoes and trend them. Mm-hmm. Trend some mm-hmm. Payless. From and I'm gonna say I got it from Palassi. <laughs> Palassi. <laughs> Palassi. You ever heard uh, Tarjay? Tarjay. 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 Don't act like uh, you know about Tarjay. Uh, you heard Tarjay. <laughs> I should have Amber here so she could say Tarjay because that's where she shop at. Yes. Um. Okay. So another thing before we get into the topic, um, I just one of my coworkers, one of my black coworkers, coworkers. I want to just put that out there. <laughs> descriptive word. Um. Real descriptive. He said African Americans can file for dual citizenship within the United States. So that means you are considered a dual citizen within the United States because after Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, he did not actually make African-American citizens within the country. He just made them freed people. So they were uh, almost like an independent people, almost like uh, Native Americans or somebody like that, which I thought was interesting because he said his... His son is an attorney or something like that, and he worked downtown or what have you. I wonder how how does the uh, point of being considered, what was it, three-fifths or something like that? Three-fifths of a man. Three-fifths of a person. I wonder how does that factor into those 
you know, <laughs> like my toe was American, but nothing else was. Yeah, like I don't know, but he when he was explaining it to me, he basically said like, do a citizenship, you don't got to pay taxes. Hey. I heard that you don't got to pay taxes part and was like, yo, give me all the information. I need the information. <laughs> I need all today. the information because <laughs> we, I mean, if we can do that, because it's, it's typically, technically, it's a loophole in the system. Yeah. So it's a loophole Always. in how they wrote the Emancipation Proclamation, just like the loophole, how they wrote, how they preserved slavery. So it's more so, I want to figure out what's going on. More, I want more information. I want to know more information so I can know how to better serve my people. Mm-hmm. And let and give them the information the resource, that they need. Right. Right. So let me ask you this question as far as it pertains to uh dual citizenship, mm-hmm. meaning two. As an African American person, do you feel that you are as a black man. As a black man. Yeah, I don't like do African American. You, you it's, know it's too politically I'm just, correct. I'm just using that particular term to emphasize African and American. Do you feel you. as though you're a African and an American and that you deserve some type of Dual citizenship, not even deserve, because I don't want to use Ooh, that word. Of course, of course, we're deserving. Yeah, our ancestors already paid our yeah. way. Yeah, but you know, just how does that make you feel? You know what? I feel like I deserve to have that dual citizenship because and the benefits that come with it, whatever they may be, exactly. and they shall be grand. They should be grand. Absolutely, because reparations included. Reparation. That's my reparation. That's your reparation. Give us all dual citizenship. We don't got to pay taxes. Yeah. Let y'all pay taxes. Y'all are the ones who pay our this way, company. please. Pay our way. Black people in America, multicultural, mixed Multi- race yep. people included. Hispanics. Hispanics and Native Americans. Native Americans. We all want black our people. Give us our coin back. And black people, we you know, we 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 got a big part of building this country. A huge, absolutely, if, if not all, because you know, of course, we can't say we did it all. We ain't do it but all. we did so much. We did enough. So 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 much that don't play with our great great grandkids. Give them their reparations. Yeah, yeah, give, give them their give them tax free. You know what? Living and all of that. I think <laughs> that will be a perfect thing for reparations, though. Yeah, I would. I would like, surely take. Give it. us dual citizenship within the country. I don't have to pay taxes on my house, on my car. I don't want to pay taxes at the grocery store. Eight yeah. percent. Do you see what color I am? Eight <laughs> <laughs> percent. What? I am African. American. <laughs> African American. I would like to speak to your manager. African with a capital A, American with a lowercase A. <laughs> we in here. No we in taxes. Here. No taxes. Thank you. This is Appreciate my no it. tax card. You want your receipt? Not I my sure green card. This is my no tax card. <laughs> tax exempt, baby. <laughs> tax exempt for life. But nah, I think that's interesting. And I want to, I will relay, we will relay that to you guys once we As figure we get it more out. information because i will definitely research i this. did i did look it up a little bit when i was at work I was supposed to be watching the kids but i was i was researching it you was watching with one eye and researching one yes eye. i was watching with one eye and researching with the other eye and i cannot find anything it's more so dual citizenship with countries within africa but not dual citizenship within the country so that has and to really come from the books it's it's already before research commences you already know that it's something that's not gonna be easily found. Right. Is Waldo right now? Yeah. And where the freak is Waldo? Because yep. for one, they already said it way, way, way long time ago. I learned this when I was like in elementary. You want to keep something from a black person, put it in the book. Right. <laughs> and, and no, that's a even fact. though we have especially law books because it's hard. I was just talking to my. I take business law and ethics um at school, and 
uh, I was just talking to her like we we was taking a test and we can do an open book text mm -hmm. test because I love the, it's 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 so hard to grasp the concept with how they the jargon that they use within uh the law arena mm -hmm. and I was like it's it's interesting because they will explain something in the law jargon and then they will say which means and then they'll explain it regularly like they'll say oh this when you use this and you turn it into this and you do that and then they say which means you do like you go from point a to point b like why did you complicate it first you just complicated all this stuff but that's another thing that's another tactic you know is is multiple languages and i don't want to segue too far but this kind of reminds me of um some information that i was you know kind of privy to just recently um how you know black people in america we have this dialect that you know is considered ebonics right that's our that's our language but how our native tongue is in our african mind is just transforming these words that we hear in a standard english proper way right to our own conceptual right. way of presenting the words thinking about them understanding them, everything right so that's a lot of the ways that students have to learn. You have to take it one way in school and then turn it into okay. Completely transform it. I know this is what it what it really completely means. Completely transform. And they don't want to take that extra step because that adds more work. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Because mm -hmm. we don't all if you I mean, the school, my school, they just read uh, post traumatic slave syndrome. And in that book it says African people are used to storytelling in order We're to, oracle people yeah, oracle by nature. People, right. That so in that way of learning, we hold on, we grasp more. When you turn a lesson plan into a story, we will mm -hmm. grasp grasp mm -hmm. the concept better mm -hmm. than if you just say, "Well, one plus one is two. And I I definitely can agree with that because I feel like as a person, I'm a I'm, I have a really strong love for learning, but I hated school. Yo, and I, I can't and stand I, school. And I always thought, how could I love learning so much? Like, I would be up in the middle of the night trying to learn something, mm -hmm. teaching myself something. How could I love learning so much but hate school so much? Right. And and it just, as you learn and grow, you see, like, you know, that game of always having to get something one way and regurgitate it or completely changing stuff. Like, it's like double working when you're in school versus right. just learning, you know? Right. But, yeah, I mean, that's what it is, but it is what it is. You, we'll let y'all know. You work three for that times redemption. Harder. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. We'll let y'all know about that redemption. redemption. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming, Coming soon. soon. Uh, reasonably. Yeah, reasonably soon. All right. Uh huh. Gems, <laughs> gems. <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna go back to the quote real quick. Just have patience of, oh, with yeah. all things, but first of all, with yourself. Definitely. Have patience with yourself first. So let's go into the topic. I mean, that was kind of the topic, though. I like that segue from African-American dual citizenship into what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? Like what, 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 what? Oh, I don't even know. What you want to be when you grow up? Oh, man. I want to be awesome. Awesome. I want to be an honest person. Honest. I want to be fly. Fly. So fly. So fly. All of that. I want to be fly. happy. Super hot fire? All that. Super hot fire. Hotter than hot. Hotter than hot. Um, What you want to be when you grow ooh, up? Ooh, I'm going to be wealthy. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to be wealthy. Just wealthy. I just want to be wealthy. I don't want to put me in a box. 
Because wealthy is not a box. Wealthy is a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of pillars and boxes. Literally. And and you go in and you go out, but it's a whole bunch of doors within those boxes. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. I want to be healthy too. Yeah, healthy and wealth. Well, health is wealth. Health is wealth. I want to be healthy. And it's funny because that's like a question that is always asked. Like, I'm always hearing it. Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like a profound question. And we work with kids. So so we always say, like... If if I can go back in time and, and somebody asked me this as a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a kid still. Yeah, I, I want to be a kid up. right now. I, <laughs> I still want to be a kid. Like, no, literally. That's why we do this because I want to be a kid. I want to talk. Just Tap talk. into the imagination and the, the play. And, and create. The creativity. Like we used to, but creating now is not creating from back in the day. Not at all. Like creating now in elementary school as I work day <laughs> in and day out. The creating is not the same. No. Like I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because the technological era has came and shifted over to the point where everything is. I just seen a um, I just seen a meme. I think I seen a meme. It was a meme or something on the internet. Maybe Facebook. And it was you know nineties. They was kicking. They was bringing them in like it was basketball, and it was bringing them in the house when it was dark. Mm-hmm. And then now it's they're dragging them out the house to the basketball. Mm. Mm-hmm. And but they have the little game system in their hand, mm-hmm. like so. I don't know if since gaming and technology has advanced so much because we came up in a very particular like what my mom unique- was dragging me in the house. Well, it was dark and we were still trying to play. Right, and she was like, "Get your butts in here." Because we grew up, we grew up in a very unique era to where we kind of got a, a taste of the technology. Yeah, when we was growing up, that was like we, the first computers. Like we had a computer in our house. Right, but we had dial up, dial up internet yeah, that you had- get in the mail on the get CD. off the phone. <laughs> Who on the phone? I'm trying to research something on the computer. <laughs> I'm trying to use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and you get nah. like five minutes of internet. For you real. Play real quick and the dial up tone, the AOL, mm-hmm. instant messenger, DSL, awesome. yeah. or whatever it was called, DLS. So I, I think I don't know, maybe techno- technology is going to is pushing our kids to be less creative. I mean like creative in the sense of they love art. Like mm-hmm. I feel like at some point, not not completely. But the art teacher will become kind of op- obsolete. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. And then, um, you know, this is a fun fact that you all don't know about me, but I'm an actual art teacher by profession. Gems. I said um, it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't think that kids are less creative. I think that kids are very creative. But um, maybe it's the imagination factor. They um, may feel a little bit. This is the way I feel. And I'm. You know, not a kid, but I feel like sometimes there's no opportunity to be as creative as you would want to be or as imaginative or as playful or as because, you know, one time is a factor. And then two with so much limitations. That's a fact. You know, because I don't think kids are less creative. I don't think creativity can die, period. Because nah, it's, it's, it's something that's in your soul. Like, like, you know, it's not really something that can die. I think it's just um, how it's played out in just so many distractions and fast pace of the new technology world that we live in that right. you don't get to see it all the time. But I know kids are still cre- very, very creative. They are. And they talk to themselves and they're really probably talking to imagination friends yeah. and all of that stuff. So My I don't nephew think talk, can talk on his handphone. He yeah. dial and <laughs> it's he dial and he be having all his friends talking on their phone with their hand to each other. Yeah. I think I I don't know. I think it's a it's a disconnect. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a shift. It's changing in, in a There's major a shift, way. and we don't know what that shift will bring. Hopefully, uh, 
some very tech savvy, creative, innovative builders out there. It will though. I think that um in order like we have to so we have to find a way to preserve our creativity as mm-hmm. adults mm-hmm. to in order to successfully hone and craft the creativity in our youth. Okay. And I think that it when we do that so or how we do that, we have to continue to be creative. So we have to continue to create jobs to where we create. I was just reading this article about one of the new uh, Congress members. Who's the lady? She's a Native American. Okay. One of the Native American Congress uh, women. And she is actually hiring. Uh, it's a New York Congresswoman. Woman. And she is actually hiring uh, creatives, so creative thinkers, to join her team to help create creative uh policies to help push us forward listen that's that's where we at now like i was just listening to something earlier and um they spoke about how the right brain people who navigate life from the right brain that's the artistic side am Mm -hmm. i right the right brain yeah um and they were speaking about how those types of people in particular will be more advanced as the future um, you know, as the present becomes the future mm-hmm. because of the way that the world is. You know, before when we were younger, a lot of times it was the analytical, smart, you know, intellectual type people right. because it was more so, you know, you become a lawyer, or you become a um, an accountant or something that's very important that you have to know. And all of those type of jobs is becoming just computer. Like we don't need to, we don't need it as much because computers are taking those jobs and you need to be more creative. You need to be imaginative. Just like Palace, that was very that was innovative. Like and that's the type of energy that you need and you need to be very creative in this world because we're taking a shift. It's more about energy and what people connect to and what people relate to and mm-hmm. how it um stimulates them right. versus it just being anything. Like I can say at my job, every document that I that I get that I'm supposed to, you know, use as a working tool or present to other people, mm-hmm. I change it. Mm-hmm. And I make it my own. And I make it relative to me because I I, I don't just like just plain, you know, I want, I'm a right. creative person. So right. I have to make it relate to me. And I use different fonts or bold or color. And that's just where we moving, you know. So I know you're, you're going to have to hire artsy people. You can't just yeah. be charts, graphs, and data. Cause mm-hmm. nobody, just like you were saying with the with the law books, nobody looks at certain things and just knows what it is. Right. It has to it has to relate, and it that's why interpreted. Yeah, and that's why the oracle, um, you know, background that we have. That's why it's like that, you know, because you have to make it personal for it to sit and really last with you. It has right. to really touch you, and a chart just won't do it for me. Nah, it won't do it. And um, just it's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That's her name. Yep, she's hiring. Uh, hold on, really, I'm gonna email her. her my resume. I'm trying. No, she's looking for so deputy chief of staff, a legislative director, um, direct press, a district press secretary, a digital content manager, a scheduler, a staff assistant, um, a direct, a district director, district director, a caseworker, a community organizer. <laughs> I can't talk. A community organiz- organ organizer 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 <laughs> uh, a financial administrator and an intern. And she just want like whatever you need. Like it said, um Ocasio 2018. Um looks like she's a lot of people are applying. What advice would 
would you give them to make their application stand out? And she said, be yourself. Don't limit. Don't let boxes limit you. I won't even um. I won't even lie. When I was in college, like my last, you know, moments of college, I kind of remember um, like the importance being placed in resume building and your resume looking to part and looking professional and blah 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 blah. But then it's like once I was like getting really close to graduating, I started um learning more about different types of resumes. Resumes are so not the basic what they were before. Um, you can you can make them so grand. It's so many different. It's not just a one pager hitter, uh, uh, objectives, summary, experience. It's not that, right. you know, I've seen them where they're movable websites. That's like pictures included and videos. And I think that's really what employers are looking for. I want to know you, you know, what can you produce? If this is your resume. That's exciting to me. Now I want to see more, you yeah. know, and making that interest level there. Like, and that's that's you know what that's interesting because I I I I've been reading some articles or just coming across Creative. articles and yeah <laughs> and one of them so I'm at a point right now because I'm building the the network mm-hmm. and I'm at a point where I'm looking for creative thinkers okay. to help run my business and I'm going through school and I'm working full time mm-hmm. so I got a lot of things going on I got a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. but I'm at a point where I want to just halt on school. Because the time, at the time, I'm learning more doing my business than learning business through in the books. And I was ha- I had a conversation yesterday with one of the shows that's written out the studio. And he was trying to say, um, well, you should go to school because, like, um, he's like, well, I can't tell you what to do. But I, re- I think that you should go to school because that degree kind of pushed you over the top in the, in the sense of, like, if, you know, I never got this, then I wouldn't be able to... Um, being this, you know, let's say being this, um, I don't know, like very, I wouldn't be able to be in this a uh, position to kind of market myself. And I was like, eh. I so agree with that statement in particular. Like, I, let me just say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as me coming from um a historically black college slash university uh-huh. HBCU, um, as far as like coming from that environment, <clears throat> it was such a great environment to market yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that. I actually would have hesitated to go into school and learned more about myself, more learned more about business, and then took those skills to college to so college. that I could market and build myself and make my following and all of that right there right. at the same time as I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's better if you can go back to school with that knowledge, you know, because right. you know exactly what you want to do. It's not just like... I'm here so that when I leave, I know what to do. No, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing now. Right. This is intentional. Right. And and when you leave school, you're going to be in so much of... You're going to be in a better space. Yeah. So, like, my boy Dev, uh, he actually is going back to school to get his MBA. Mm-hmm. So, his master's in business. Right. And But he's doing that not because uh, he needs he to. He want to learn more he's about He's doing business. that because he's in business. He's gotten to a point, like a threshold, to where he needs to kind of jump over it. Mm-hmm. So and he's providing a service to people. So now to better assist, you have to make yourself his, marketable, right? To better assist in that service, he's going to business for that particular concentration. So right. when he has, you know, so when he go back to his clients and everything, he can say, okay, let's work. I already noticed that in the third because that now school is serving a different purpose. School is not serving a purpose to where you are actually going to get a job school is serving the purpose to where you're going to better advance yourself in whatever it is that you're doing 
So my response to him when he said that was, well, it's a few things about college that you need to know as you grow up. Make sure we connect everything. Mm-hmm. So as you grow up, there's a few things about college you need to know. One, don't go into college with a whole bunch of financial demands. Because that what that does is it, it waters down your experience as a whole. Because now you have to split between going to college and, you know, driving your car and keeping gas to your car. Oh, you mean or, like Yeah, like those so like one of my one of my things, I always compare compare myself to Lou. My sis, uh Lou. My sister, y'all. But um <laughs> because she had the traditional college experience to where she went to college, she didn't have to worry about nothing. She got dropped off, she came back. And when she went to college, all she had to do was worry about college, school, oh, and all that man. stuff. How how lovely, lovely that sounds. When I was in college, I worked like three jobs right. the entire time I just was Just to live. Like, just to live off of the, the decisions that you made prior to going to college. Dang. So, um, what I told him was, college, you have to take advantage of college when you have nothing to do whatsoever. Like, when you go in as a freshman, take advantage of all the resources, all the networking, um, like any sororities or fraternities that you might want to join, um, student government, like all those things while you're young. Because mm. like right now, where I'm at right now, I cannot go to college like how, how I want to and maintain and survive and live because I have all these financial demands outside of college. But at the same time, once, and that goes back to um, being patient with yourself and kind of, uh, you know, knowing yourself. Right. Because once you know yourself and you're patient with yourself, you can go there and make money doing things like that's what we see in the creative mind and the, right. the different atmosphere. Haircuts. You know, that's when a lot of people learn how to do haircuts. Yeah. Doing hair. Like that's what Tarek did. My brother, you know, he went to college and he cut everybody here. Everybody. When I was in school, I was doing everybody here. Yo, I when I was, so my first semester when I was at OCC, I was cutting hair. <laughs> like, had, like I'm cutting, not a barber, I was, but I still got the pictures and gotcha. I, my boy Dondre, Don, <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> Bless up. But um, yeah. So it was more so. So as you grow up, you got to understand, like, use college as a as a tool. It's so definitely just a because tool. I'm saying I'm not, I'm, I might not go back, which I'm probably not gonna go back next semester. Don't mean I'm not gonna finish. I'm just getting my all my ducks in the row to where I know I can pay for Let college it work out of for pocket. You. Yep. College is gonna work for me. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna work for college because college. Is one of is the biggest scam in American history. Just so you know, I thought that buying a car was the biggest scam, but college is the biggest scam in in American history. And credit, and credit, but but credit is the same. It's all of it. Credit is the same, but you control like your credit cards and things of that nature. College, they tell you go to college, go to college, go to college, and then when you get out of college, you can't find no job because you don't have any experience. But they expect you to start paying back that loan six months after you finish college. Do you think that's everybody's experience? You think that's uh, the experience of the majority? Well, it depends. It, so, again, it depends on how you utilize college. How do you market yourself in college? Because it's always about who you know, not what you know. Definitely. So, if you are connected to fraternities, sororities, or like internships, this, internship, professor, professors student, that have networks, the, um, student government, mm-hmm. those type of things, then you typically have those doors open as you're leaving college. But if you go to college to just go to college and you just go into just the party and you're not building those connections throughout or the college. Or you scared, you scared to network because you're just a quiet, shy person. So you like, I really want to help people and I want to be this really awesome therapist, but mm-hmm. you scared to talk. Right. That is holding you back. Mm-hmm. Because then now you got all these loans to pay back mm-hmm. and you gotta find you gotta work at Home Depot or and that's another thing. Let's talk about <laughs> 
let's talk about people who get um a degree but end up working in a totally different field than what their what their degree is even in. a degree that you don't even a field that you didn't even need a degree like maybe retail as not as a store manager or something but just mm-hmm. so i so at when associate. i was working at depot the assistant store manager had his arch- architecture degree and he was a store manager at home depot and he used to tell us all the time I got my bachelor's in architecture and I can build houses from the ground up, but I make more money at Home Depot. Depot. Wow. So I shouldn't. So to him, it was like I, sh- I wasted my time going to college. I, I have sometimes I have a lot of um regrets about college, too. I, I wouldn't trade my experience. I wouldn't, oh. um you know, I wouldn't say that it was a mistake or anything like that. But I, I always think about it quite often, you know, and I think about um just how many years and how much time you put in mm-hmm. how when i went to college i was 17 years old right and i wasn't ready to um make what seemed like then a decision that's going to alter so much in your life you know but now i don't think that right but um you know you're 17 and it just seemed like oh my god i'm making a decision that's going to decide what career path i go to that i'm going to stay in for 40 and 50 years and retire from and you know and I'm in the same field that I got my degree in. I'm, I'm, I have an education degree. I'm working within the education field, but um, I don't know. It just, it just sometimes there are regrets there. But I mean, one thing: school is not for everybody. Nah. And like I said, I'm a lifelong learner. I have a passion for learning, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter about if I go to school or not because I'm still gonna, you know, mm-hmm. these these loans they gonna have to be forgiven. Yeah, I'm gonna keep working in the nonprofit field. Y'all have to dual forgive citizenship. Yeah, and this dual <laughs> citizenship you yeah, gotta kick yeah, in too. Yeah, keep- but I mean. You know, you live and you learn. Yeah, well, right. And that's what we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm i a strong advocate for going to school when you are ready. When mm-hmm. you feel you are ready, you go to mm-hmm. school because college ain't going nowhere. It's not. It might get more expensive, but you you have, it's, there's no timetable. So, like, when we're in high school, they typically say, you go, have to to college, go, go to straight to college. Go to college. Go to college. You don't even know what you want to do. You don't even know what all of the careers are and out you there. End up, and you end up, um, you end up, taking a liberal arts degree <laughs> and getting this general degree and then have to go back again to get a concentration in something. So uh, I, I would recommend doing what you love to do. So whatever it is that you love to do, whether it's, you know, gaming, you can go for like graphic design or something like that. Or if it's like kids. If you're a foodie and you just like eating, it's, people, it's, people, that get, it's people that get paid. Listen, school is not for everybody in the, in the, in the, time that we're living in you don't have to go to school to make money period nah. there are kid millionaires there's people who Can has not. never went to school you know mm-hmm. and and they making money so if it's about money you don't have to go to school for money but like you saying if it's um something that you really want to elevate because you know this is something that you're good at like um dev you know he he he's good at the money thing and he ain't even doing what his the um Degrees degree is in, in. yeah his you, degree was in um psych i think Mm. his degree his bachelor's and master's was in psych see one thing i i I can imagine too that we all live this life and it's more so a journey so you know even if you that's why i don't take back going to school because i know it's part of my journey yeah but i probably wouldn't have went so many thousand dollars in debt to do that Mm -hmm. and to work the job my job you don't need no degree for it nah you don't need to have a bachelor's degree at all I so, mean, my job, you need a bachelor's, but I got an associate's, but it was about who I knew. Yeah. And then so it was literally. about my experience. Because mm-hmm. in this field, I, I got, 
what we got 10 years oh my god 10 years and we and we in our early 20s like we got 10 years in the youth development field Mm -hmm. we even started working with the youth when we was youth youth. at 14 (laughs) (laughs) and i remember they was like how you get this job you are age yeah but guess what i'm mature i'm getting paid no i remember my my very first like real paid job was for the city and I was working um, with kids, and I was a junior rec leader. And it was just funny because it was people in the rec that was older than me. Yeah. And I'm, but like, trying to – go Yeah, down. I wasn't trying to tell Get them what to here. do. I'm nah. like, you grow, grow. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a fact of, like you said, who you know and the integrity of, of, of the person. Like, mm-hmm. if they see, like, you know, you have work ethic, you really trying, you passionate, and that goes with being in alignment. Like, you know, I, this is what I want to do. People see it. Now they propelling you forward. They pushing you. Like here's an opportunity. Jump right. on this. You know, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like with as as we kind of wrap on the college section of mm-hmm. it, college is for you when you know it's for you, right? Like, but you got to be and patient in that with yourself and being ready for that college experience. Mm-hmm. But take it for what it's worth. Like, go and you know do what you got to do. Do whatever. It, is within your comfort zone, but also with outside of your comfort zone because that's when you grow the most when you're outside of your comfort zone. Mm. So, um, just you know, I'm gonna go back to college. I mean, I'm gonna finish my degree. That ain't nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's I, easy. I, what school is easy? If if you can believe it, you can achieve it. But I'd rather fund my own way than continue to let the United States fund my way and then tell me that I got to pay back with some interest. With interest, like. I'm on some, like, I know I'm going to make my money, so let me make my money first, and then I'll go to school on my time and be able to sit down and kind of read, like, actually read these books and not be on Quizlet. <laughs> ah, or uh, SparkNotes.com. Yeah, SparkNotes or something. You know SparkNotes uh, charge people now? Wow. I went on SparkNotes uh, when I was at Brockport because we had to read a book. <laughs> so, I, you know, I I, you know, I, I, I didn't really read it, but I, I, I ended up getting the audio book. That's another thing. Get audio books. Yeah. Because that's just as good as the paper book. But I like, I like to annotate sometimes. But anyways, yeah. uh, SparkNote paid. Like, they charge people for the notes now. I believe it. I, SparkNote's helped me through a lot yeah. of uh, reading, summer reading and stuff for the district. Yeah. For the district. Uh, <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm. They can't take my diploma back. <laughs> uh, so what else? Growing up, what else? Anything else? Um, yeah, I would just say like, learn to like have discernment and think for yourself. You I know? like that. Um, because a lot of the things that the parents, the parents, the parents, <laughs> the parents and the adults uh-huh. and the people that's been there, and I got mine. You got to get yours. Those right. type. Um, you know, it's always is um promoting the way they think things should be, but the world is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So you have to really pay attention to yourself and to the outside world so you can know how you want to move and you gotta move with discernment. Everybody not for you, everything yeah. not everything not for everybody. Facts. And um, you know, do what feels right and do what feels good. Don't you know, don't invest so much and be so loyal. To things that don't even feel right. Like, I don't even enjoy this, but I'm just doing it because I went to college and I got a degree and this is mm-hmm. the field I chose. So I'm stuck here or I'm making so much this good money and I'm stuck here. But you, you know, do what you really are engaged and feel passionate about. Do something that ignites, you know, right. that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Look for this redemption. Look for it. Uh huh. Because it's coming in a reasonable set of time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So love, forgiveness, and compassion. Yes. 
what we got on that? What let's 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 start with one of them. I don't know which one. All which right. one are we talking about? Forgiveness. The past is over. Forgiveness means giving up all hope of a better past. So I'll read it again. The past is over. Forgiveness means giving up all hope of a better past by Jack Cornfield. That's crazy. I just read that one the other day. This is a very interesting um quote to me. Giving up all hope for a better past. Can I like say this again, but in a mean way? Like yeah, in a yeah, real yeah, yeah. rough. Yeah. The past is done. That done happened already. You know what I'm saying? Forget it. Hang it up if you think you could go back and change something. Yeah. You think you're going to make it better. Yeah. Forgive. Let it go. Let that go. Let that hurt go. Let, that old, let that old hurt go. Let that hurt grow, let bro. It, let it go. For real. I'm, I think that's profound. Glow up. Yeah, glow up. I think that's a profound statement because uh, a lot of people use the past to try to propel them into the future. And but what that what the past do, does is it starts to put up walls because we're always reflecting on the past. Mm. This person did this to me, so I have to do this. Mm. This happened to me, so I have to react in this way. Those black people just got shot, so I have to do this. Like it it's okay, so it's almost like the black history celebration mm -hmm. in which I want to acknowledge the past. But I don't want to live in it. I don't want to relive yeah, it. I, I think um, forgiveness is like, it's freedom. And I remember. Ooh, forgiveness is freedom. It's freedom. And mm. it's it's so crazy because I know some people will be looking like, what? Lancey saying that? But mm. y'all, when I was younger, ugh, just recently, I have, I still, I'm still um, learning. I never wanted to forgive because I said, you hurt me. F that, I never forgive you because I thought that forgiveness meant i don't know i just thought it was something more than so forgiveness is so simple right freedom freedom can be so simple mm -hmm. but you know it's the context in which you you realize what it is like you know forgive for me and they always said that for you forgiveness is for yourself it's not for the other person i'm like what you mean by that no this person did something to me i don't forgive them i hate them forever like mm -hmm. you know and i was like on that type of time right. But um, yeah, forgiveness is freedom. Once you let that go, like you said, glow up. Let that hurt go. And, let that hurt and, go, and, sis. And it's scary. If you can't forgive, it's so scary. And the, the thing that drives me to learn more about how to forgive is seeing people that's 60 years old. Still bitter. Great grandparents. Older, you know, elders where you should be blissful and peaceful you still mad about something your parents did to you and you your grandparents bitter. did to you and and they're not even living anymore. And you know that they, is so scary. And they um you you still hurt. They express it in different ways though, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So like they 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 won't express it in a very, you know, outward explicit way. It'll be real implicit like those little jabs. Mm -hmm. Like just to their name. Like even mm -hmm. just to their name. If their name come up like uh I ain't never like that or uh they <laughs> that or uh they I remember let that, that time. Hurt like, go. Yeah, let that hurt go. Yeah. And and that's where I'm coming like I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be bitter i don't want to be mad even if somebody do something to me today i want to be able to forgive because life is so short mad short you don't know when your next um when your last day is you know none of us do we yeah. all got an end date period right. <laughs> we got a start date and an end date we but when is that date, you know pops would say. yeah and you don't know when it is so why spend time in a negative vibration in a in a lower hateful grieving just bitter Ugh, why why resonate in that 
I and one of the kids asked me, uh when I was it was me, Augusta Nelly, and somebody else. And they asked, Does Mr. Anglin ever get mad? And I'm like, very rarely. Yeah. I don't I, I don't me as a person, I always put myself in position to not be. Mm-hmm. I, I avoid things before it happens. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I don't have time to fix I don't have the time to try to fix negative behavior or negative it's so, vibrations. It, it's so good to be like a preventative type of person to pre-plan and pre, you know, to, you can't control everything, of yeah, course, you can't control but everything. to to put as much effort as you can to set up in the, in the flavor that you like, you know, it's so good to be like that because it's better to set it up and, and it need little small tweaks than to be so reactive that you have to wait and see you know, how you're going to respond to everything and how you're going to react. That's, that's what anger is. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't know what's going on, but you, you so passionate because you didn't set nothing up to make mm-hmm. it anything, but you being a victim of whatever the case right. may be. And, um, it, that actually goes back to our discussion we had about the drama, like the whole drama thing with, um, you know, at that people at having drama, right? Just people having drama is they, they don't have the capacity to kind of, just let that go. Like I made a comment the other day to uh, stop name dropping. Oh, <laughs> these well, they people don't listen anyway. They don't know, but listen. But, well, these she people. she don't care anyways. But <laughs> he made the comment about uh he they said something about snack snack time and then mm-hmm. he made the comment to which I guess they can she heard him mm-hmm. where he was like he seen how many kids was in the room and then said a number. Mm-hmm. And then he was he made a, a you know a snide remark saying like you know huh uh, you don't need they don't, you don't need that many it's only two people in the room tell her to bring her own snacks or something along mm. those lines smart and that shady. was like that's mm. I mean it's shady but it's mm-hmm. like okay let me choose my let me choose, choose my, my battles battle. wisely Definitely. like why why would I put myself in my workplace in a position to address this now that's drama like yeah. once you go past that part it's drama i understand but and and that's what we were saying with the context of forgiveness if you still have baggage you're for one if you have bags whether they light or heavy or heavy you have bags so you you're willing to take on more mm-hmm. you know because you you have the capacity to so it's like this triggers you know you being a smart and uh-huh. <laughs> and and being a jerk triggers uh Something that I never forgave or healed from a person or a, a, a you know whatever, right, right, and right. and now you putting so much fuel into something that who cares? Like you was shady to me, and I don't care. I'm still about to do whatever I got to do. Right. Like you know, so right. and it's like it's it's almost like living living it within your truth. Mm-hmm. There, there's always gonna be somebody who doesn't know your truth. But always challenge it to the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and why is that? If I'm, I don't know. Leave I don't me know. Alone. <laughs> they, well, me alone. because they don't live in their truth, probably. Yeah. So, but if my whole thing is, which shout out to Charlemagne the God because his book Black Privilege Opportunity Comes to Those Who Created was actually pretty dope, and it actually kind of cemented the idea of living within your truth. Um, y'all should actually go and listen. I mean, go listen, or you no, know, he don't have an audio book for that one. But y'all should actually go and read that book because. Even though he's a radio personality and a lot of people don't like him because of his personality yeah. or his rhetoric or right. his jokes or whatever, there's gems in that book that you would have to... It's almost like these shows. Like We're talking about things that would advance us as a people, but it's not very explicit. You got to read in between the lines mm-hmm. to find those gems. So I think that's how that book was. That's how that book was made. It's his story, but in a way to where he's dropping gems. Like No matter what happened... Uh, he was 
he basically uh, made sure that he lived within his truth, no matter who who addressed him and how they addressed him. So basically, to say that it was to say, if you're living in your truth, then you don't have to address all those other things coming to you. All that negative energy, like I live in my truth every day. So no matter what negative energy comes to me, I can deflect it because I know what the real problem is. And it's and it's and it's something that we could speak about as if it's easy. But when I say it's so difficult, no, it's hard. It's so difficult because you know who you are. You look at yourself in the mirror. You listen to the inner voices. You know when nobody's there, you know yourself. When everybody's there, you know yourself. But sometimes it's hard because one people have a, a, a um you know, a label attached to you. Right. And they have already put you in the box. They already sized you up from what shoes you got on, how you look, what outfit you're wearing to something you said one time and now you this type of person. So sometimes it's hard. And as a as human beings, I think that we have to um, be willing to evolve and contradict things that we've said before and experiences that we had. Um, yeah, I might have thought that one time, but I don't think that now. Right. And have to have the confidence enough to really say, like, you know, I'm not there anymore. Yeah. That's how I was before. I don't think that way no more. And this is my new feelings on yeah. that topic. Like, uh, when 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 you said that, I thought about Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when he was in office. Uh, he and obviously he had an outright explicit support for the homosexual, mm-hmm. the LGBT. LGBTQ community. Ooh, a lot of letters. <laughs> a lot of letters. And somebody, whoever, hater, Obama hater, whoever, they don't hate forty four. They um don't guy. hate forty four. They re- released a video and said, "Well, Obama used to say this about you know the LGBT community, LGTB, whatever, LGBTQ community." And um, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> he would, get it right. I don't want. I don't want to make no enemies. I don't want to make know? no enemies. Love but is love. <laughs> love is love. Uh, but he 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 was saying something that was completely contradicted what he's what he was preaching in the present day. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you have to go there. It, it was a time, so that's still a, a, an evolving idea of yeah. Allowing, I'm, I'm different now. I wasn't thinking in context of me and the whole nation. Right. I wasn't thinking for everybody. I was thinking for just whatever context I was in back then. Right. Things change, and I think my that, mind changed. Right. <laughs> Your minds change. And I, that's how we're supposed to grow up. That's mm-hmm. how we're supposed to grow up. We have to grow with time. And I think, briefly, that's why the educational system is failing so mm-hmm. much. Because we're not growing with the time. At all. At all. Like, we're still... Mr. E was just saying... I name dropped but I said, <laughs> I mean, That's what we call him. <laughs> yeah. Mr. E, we was just talking the other day. And he was telling me about how, you know, back when he was at, you know, whatever school... And all the music teachers, no, 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 no. This was way back when, like even with Miss Pratt. Oh, I'm just naming that. <laughs> but when uh, she was, when she she was in the district, and he said he, he think her and a lot of the big music teachers like advocated to get these new books so they can do whatever mm-hmm. they do with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of using them now, like a lot of the music teachers now. They're saying we don't want them, and they're sending them back. So now they spend thousands of dollars on these books. It's, and I think, too, the turnover time is too long for school, and it's because a lot of the dollars get pushed into the wrong places. Into the wrong places. People that really – see, this is this is the – I wouldn't be surprised if in the future I become, um, within the education field, some type of um, policymaker or something, because 
I'm always looking for a better way to do things. And there's always a better way. And I don't agree with the fact that people, these higher ups, people the that's like ups. in the higher up um, positions that are not truly in the field, the actual, you know, day to day um, field, you know, those are the people who make the policies and they make the big decisions and sign off and need to vote to go past. And um, the people who are actually doing that particular work don't even have a say so. So right. by the time that everything is said and done and they get it, it's it's different now. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's totally different. So all of these thousands of dollars worth of books are just sitting here collecting dust now. That's a fact. And the the I mean, I don't know, we done had so many different conversations. Or school I've had school needs a transformation. School needs to evolve. School S C H O O L yeah. needs to glow up. Glow up. For real. They need to get let go of the past because Please. Um, this is not 1920s. That's not, this is not the industrial time. It's not depression. Depression uh, model, school educational model, does not. It, it's not effective anymore. Let's let's stop making schools look like prisons. And just so y'all know, depression Period. education model was just to do that to breed national nationalists within the country. So people that are are trained to learn and then go to the military. Mm -hmm. That's what depression model is, and. The United States of America's educational model is built on the back of the Prussian model. So now that we're in a in a state of um, creativity, we have to start to shift the focus of education to a creative can, state. We, one thing we can do to incorporate creativity more so than creativity more so than just the arts going to art class and going to music class. We need to like have music right up in the classroom, like. Because Yo. kids learn from singing, dancing. There, if you just leave some kids, right if you leave some kids alone by themselves and watch them, I can you guarantee know. a song is gonna break was out. You, period. Was you on the bus? or some type yeah, of hand game beat something? Remember when we went to um the uh, U of R mm -hmm. for the thing and yep. they was doing that um what? shout out to the University of Rochester. Yeah, shout out to the University of Rochester when we was when the 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 sixth graders and the I think we had fourth through sixth on there mm -hmm. and they started doing that that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, we are that. that, that yeah, whatever. Are, we are that, whatever. That, that but song. that, like, even then, like, big tune. Big this tune. is this is something where they don't have no. They, they don't got no technology. They shouldn't have no technology. Yeah, they don't have, have any no technology. But they 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 on the bus and they're riding. So now they have to. They're forced to be creative. A full bus and of it kids went. And I didn't even was know, in I, unison. I, I didn't even know knew. the song. Yeah, I didn't even know that that existed. But like one person started. And then the next person started, and then next thing you know, the whole bus was. But let me tell you, even today, um, one student, she's a sixth grader, she was doing some pedicat beat, like you know, whatever hand game, and it was like a really nice beat, and I'm like, yo, that sounds good, and she was. Then another one started doing it, and I was like, yo, can y'all do that in the domino? And it's like, yeah, Miss Lancy, this is nothing. Boom. Then she did it. Then the next one started, and then they all did it like a ripple. And I was like, how many other kids noticed? And they was like, we all know it. And I'm just like, y'all gonna perform? We all know yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, y'all gonna perform it? But it's just. It's just the fact that when it's who taught them that? Where did they get it from? But because it's music, it's so easy to retain because it's tapping into that right brain. Even like it the feels floss. good. Even like the floss. It was a little. Floss? It was a little white boy that did the floss. What's that? That. Oh, the. Yeah. The little white boy at the um awards, and yeah. I thought he was fake. I thought that was like a a green screen, and mm. but he was actually there yeah, doing the like, floss. Mm -hmm. But even then, like every kid is doing the floss. Who don't know? What it and, is. I never knew the name, but I know that. Well, I, I didn't know the name until they did that little assembly when they was all. They in the, named it. Yeah, but like that's no, that's actually the floss. It's called mm -hmm. the floss, but they named it, and they was like, I'm like, what the floss is? 
But anyways. It's that. Yeah, it's, it's that one. I was like, oh, that's what it's called. Seen it before. But yeah, so I was just talking to, but I, I was just talking and um, I was looking at the, the music board. Uh-huh. And you know, it says our students is too hot to handle, but handle was a play on words because handle was the, the one of the classical musicians. Yeah. Like and then Beethoven, they had, or then they like had that. another one that was Welcome Bach. Yeah, like Bach. Bach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, back. I was like, see, this is the problem. That's why our kids don't like music because who is Bach? Every, like, who's these Bach people? And Handel, and I don't even know who Beethoven, is, but and Beethoven and all them. They are not influencing our kids right now. Not at all. They influence these so, kids. Know people that I don't know that I'm not. I'm like, who? Wait, who's that young who? Yeah, right. So I, I, I feel like they should be on on some real, real. Like maybe this might be a little, you know. I don't know, but I, I just say it like they should be, you know, putting up Swiss beats on there and like, like Kanye and th- people like that. Shout out, shout out to the um 21st century educators that's definitely doing stuff like that. Right. I seen um a couple different teachers incorporating Cardi B into hall passes and for saying, real. Uh, Kiki, are you reading? Are you writing? Right. Okay. I mean, we tried that, but that was a little. It was, it a, was little, a little corny. But it was it was not, not it was corny. it was to the point of what not, you're saying. Not corny, but it was like. Okay, it was like a, a knock on the door. It was a scratch to the surface, but it Very didn't. Good. It didn't. It didn't reach the potential that it should have did, only because it was like you know it's new. It's new, and, and it can in the future, right? And it can so in I I feel like with that, so like with music class, we need to do more current references. But wait, we need to do we need to practice more current currently, but we reference the past. Like uh, Kanye wouldn't be, uh, you know. A Kanye wouldn't be possible if Bach didn't do what he did, Definitely. or if Beethoven didn't do what he did. So then that's how you learn about Beethoven. That's how you learn about Bach because, mm-hmm. or I said, put Bach. it in the context. Put it in the context. So in almost like a story type thing, going back to Oracle, to where we can connect. Well, if this person didn't exist, then this person probably would never have ever got to this point because this person was kind of like the. This the cornerstone Trailblazer. Of, of just composing music because mm-hmm. Kanye is a composer, but it's digitally right. like he hears the same things that a Bach heard mm-hmm. or a Beethoven heard or a Handel heard, mm-hmm. but he's composing it in a different way. Like Kanye is a musical genius to what he hears and then what he puts down mm-hmm. in the computer. Boy, I my, I I really wish I was a producer because I mean that's that's a great that's a great that's just that's a unique god-given talent that's not something that you can necessarily learn especially on the level of a swiss beats or timberland or uh um, but i think premier train up a child you you get introduced to certain things and you feel that this is your interest and you put your passion into it is no is no limit right you know even um when i was talking to dj city about like the things that he want to do and like what what like because he's a dj so the things that go into djing I was like, he was explaining to me. I'm like, yo, that's really true because there is STEM in DJing. You just got to understand that DJing is not just putting two songs on a turntable and mixing Blending them. them over. It's like really, it's timing, it's, it's, it's math, yo, it's, it's crazy. All that stuff. I'm I'm really interested in music in that kind of way, but like we said, life, boy. life, yeah. But for um, real. yeah, I mean, DJing is such an art. It's an art form. It's not just like you said, just do 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 doing anything is right. definitely an art form right and it's um meticulous like you have to know what you're doing right and so as we kind of progress into the future we gotta we gotta understand or we gotta have those creative thinkers like how um the the uh alexandria um cortez mm-hmm. 
is doing to where we got to have those creative thinkers that thinks outside of the box that we're 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 kind of born in mm-hmm. to push forward these creative initiatives to reform a lot of the things that we we need to reform prison prison system we need to reform uh the education system we need to reform how we do politics like how j cole said and um in brackets off of kod mm-hmm. like put the funding in an app to where I can choose where my funding go so I'm more involved. Like, imagine if they they created, like, a federal app to where you can choose. So you put in your tax ID or whatever, mm-hmm. however they track your funding um, and or your Social Security number. And it's, okay, this is how much taxes you've paid to date. Mm-hmm. Now choose or vote or whatever where you want your funding to go. And you then imagine to to use this. That Imagine if they the use that data to actually debate on where funding actually goes. Like, this is just a preliminary boom, 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 boom. But citizens get an input. Right, yes. Yeah, it's more so than now, just a vote. Right. So now, because it's real general now. It's generalized to the point where, okay, we vote in the congresswoman or congressman. And then we hope, they we hope listen, they, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. to us. And then they take what they listen to from their, you know, district office to dc when they meet with all of the rest of congress but really it's more so probably about this person gave them a bunch of sponsorships so now they owe them this absolutely favor in return and it's favor for a favor i scratch your back you scratch my back let's um let's read one more to love forgiveness and compassion cards yes Um, i'm with it so we have compassion here cultivate um compassion all day and every day now when things are difficult it's time to practice Mm. So that's a Karen Armstrong quote, and I'm going to read it once more. Uh, Cultivate compassion all day and every day. Now, when things are difficult, it's time to practice. Mm. Yo, that's that's profound, too. And I learned that profound word from listening to Super Soul Conversations. Shout out to Oprah. Definitely. She she say profound. She said, hmm, that is really profound. Profound. That that word has a vibration. That word has a vibration to it. Mm -hmm, And I just feel like that right there, like... Compassion, I got to stop hitting that. Compassion is something that we kind of know of, but it's pushed by the wayside. Mm, what like, we compassion? don't talk about compassion. It's yeah. love, even in a love, forgiveness, compassion. Compassion at the end. Yeah, what are you talking about? Compassion? <laughs> when we, I don't even remember when we was doing that in program, us talking about no, compassion. It was just love and forgiveness. It was love and I forgiveness. I think compassion was added later because it's nah, necessary. It was love, forgiveness, compassion. Well, you know, I was at doing the old it before cards. you. I was about to say, I don't think it was compassion in the The original cards, it had compassion in it. Did. But it was always love and forgiveness. Like when we went to the I church, I think and before everything. it was even cards, it was no c- compassion. Yeah, well, that's compassion. Compassion got forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. got forgotten about. Got got, <laughs> got forgotten. Compassion got forgotten about. Got forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> look, but, that like nah, grammar. So. See, now nah, it's okay. We but, create words up here for real. But, but um, yeah, that's profound though because we don't practice compassion. Mm-hmm. Like how we can say, um, the golden rule: treat others the way we want to be treated. I, Do I know unto others. I, I got a quote that's up that was up on the wall before they said that it was painting, but they really not painting no more. <laughs> but it had a quote on the wall that said, paraphrasing, it basically talked about how we commit the golden rule to memory, but we don't commit it to our actions type thing. Mm-hmm. So like we know if you ask, what's the golden rule? Well, it's... it's um, Do unto others as you want done to you. Right. But when we go out into the world, we don't practice it. Nope. That's the same thing with compassion. We know what compassion is, but we don't go out and practice compassion. Only time we practice compassion is when we're little jits. <laughs> little yeah, jits. when you learning your manners before you before you become bitter and stuff. Right, and that, I I I don't know. I feel like when we're talking about 
compassion, we have to understand that that is a that's a skill that you learn. Compassion? Yes. I mean, forgiveness is a skill you learn too. But compassion is harder because it's not something that's common. Yeah. As and, you grow up. And um just this quote like cultivate compassion um all day and every day like always, you know, be be the person who I feel where you're coming from. Not saying you got to be a fool. And that goes back to that discernment word. You know, look it up if you don't really know what it means. Um, you know, you don't have to um, just be bought by everybody. Because right. people is just liars out here. <laughs> and That's schemers. That's a fact. But, you know, have compassion. Because at one point you didn't know. Somebody taught you. Mm-hmm. You know. And have compassion because anything could happen. That The same thing that you don't understand like for example, a domestic violence um situation. You, I don't understand why this um man was staying in a relationship and this lady beating on him. And I don't understand. That, you know, you may not understand, but then ten years later, five years later, six months later, that could be your exact situation, and you don't understand why you're still in it. You know, right. so have compassion. Like, and that's that's another thing that we need to have, uh, within our school districts, mm-hmm. within our educational system, because Definitely. well. I guess particularly in the inner in the, city. In, the, in the inner city because that's the only one I can really speak of because that's where my that's the basis. I never been to a suburban school. That's the basis to my, you know, I can't speak on somewhere I never been. Yeah. But um compassion is hard to come by uh within the inner city. Why? Because we don't have a lot of representation within the schools. I know, and I hate the way the teachers seem so hard up with addressing and our kids. And I mean, like, hard. I mean, me too, but I come from a place of I'm hard on you because you know better. Well, we was just talk- me and Mo was just talking about that today briefly mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, being able to... We have, you know, white people within the schools that has that have the savior mentality, mm-hmm. but then you have ones that understand and recognize... There's a problem here, but that doesn't separate you from being able to, to endure this consequence. Right. So, and that's that's a big difference. Like, if you are a savior, like somebody with a savior mentality, and you're trying to do everything to save this helpless kid, mm-hmm. you're being more of you're providing more of a disservice than a service. As opposed to when you recognize, okay, this kid comes from a troubled background. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that they feel, you know, they're adequate within the shoes. They're and, confident. And, they, and they're setting their own high levels of expectation. You're doing well because you want to do well. Absolutely. You, you are achieving because you want to be excellent. You right. want you want that um, for yourself. Right. And and at the end of the day, you know, nobody can do it for you. Put it in you. They can't um, pay you to do nothing. You have to want it for yourself. And you right. have to want to achieve. And at the same time, though. When you do wrong, you make sure that you have the consequence behind it. Mm-hmm. There's no holding back because, oh, you come from this background, so I won't do this. It's like you did the consequence. I understand that you you know struggle, whatever, but you have to understand that once you go out there, there's no, well, I come from you know the hood. Yeah, I, I know like growing up, I had a um I didn't have many mentors or people that that wanted to you know help me glow or nothing like that, but I did have some. And um, those people always um, told me that they were very happy that I was a person who persevered because, like, I really went through a lot growing up. And, you know, I didn't use it as a crutch ever. Mm-hmm. Even now, I don't even like to talk about stuff I went through because I'm like, well, I'm talking about that for. Right. I'm talking about what I'm achieving. We'll talk about this greatness. Talk about this black girl magic. Right. That's what I want you to talk about. Like, right. you know, I don't want to talk about the things that, you know, how some people say, 
good thing I don't look like what I've gone through. That's what I feel like. I don't want to, I want to persevere. I want to continue on without thinking about all of the negative. And I, and I want the same for, um, I want the same for students. Like, you know, I want them to look at, um, certain things and say, okay, I know I'm in this situation, but there's future coming. I, I have better days coming. I have, if I put my mind to it and I do the things that is in my control, you know, then I can be who I want to be. If I think about it, I could be that, you know, right. versus, you know, feeling like, dang, somebody doing this to me and this is all I'm going to be. And this, because people told me, you ain't never going to be nothing. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. All of that. Mm-hmm. You, you're not beautiful enough. You Anything you could think of, right. you know? So people tell you all that stuff and you got to, you got to have compassion for yourself. You right. got to know like, uh-uh. Which go back to that quote. <laughs> yeah. Before you have anything, patience, anything for anything else, you have to have it for yourself first. All right. Yeah. For real. I mean, I'm. Have, have patience with all things, but yeah. first of all yourself. Yeah. But first of all yourself. And um, yeah, like representation is huge. Like I've been talking about representation for a while now mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand how huge representation is. I mean, like, when you're consistently represented in a specific way, mm-hmm. you start to socialize yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. So, which leads you to do and replicate the things that you're socialized in. So, we're socialized as successful people. Black people are are, are um, represented as successful people only in two arenas. As a, um, a rapper or a singer. Mm-hmm. Or a entertainer. Athlete. Yep. Or, or yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. So you have to be some type of entertainer. So that's a rapper, athlete, um, producer. You know, DJ. Things some that need specific skill. Mm-hmm. Or you're an athlete. Well, I guess it's okay. So it's all mm-hmm. entertainers basically. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's either you're an athlete. What can you do to entertain us? Yeah. Like, right. We have y'all have to entertain us. So what can you do? Mm-hmm. We're not seen and as that's where lawyers. No. We're not seen as teachers. We're not seen as firefighters, policemen. Like, mm-hmm. like, how do we have a, a community in which we don't police ourselves? We have the we we can mm. we can do it. Mm. We that have is, like we there's no requirements, but you can't have a felony and you can be a policeman mm-hmm. and you pass the physical. We can all pass the physical. We know that historically they've <laughs> always wanted us to. You know they've physically, they've way wanted they wanted strong. to be as physical as we are. Yeah. So. But why are we not policing our own communities? Right. Well, with that fact, we know what the police started as. Oh well, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. We know and, what the police started as. Um, but it's just a, it's just an example. Like mm-hmm, we have, mm-hmm. we can be successful in so. We can be the police chief. We can be the yeah. police commissioner. Yeah. We can be the mayor. We can be all these things, but we don't see ourselves in those positions. So our kids don't put themselves in the position to be in that position or to take that position. Yeah, let's let's um give a major shout out again to our 44th president um Barack Obama his first lady um Polish Michelle Obama. Yeah. Like and I was thinking about that as I was walking into the house the other night. It was like cuz I you know I remember like Dr. Umar saying, "Well, Obama didn't do anything for our people blah blah blah, but it's like, yo, right now in the in the now, he might not have he might not have had the 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 capacity and the people within Congress to do what he really wanted to do, mm-hmm. but think about what's going on now. Like we got the most women ever in Congress. We got the first openly gay person um, male in Congress or in the Senate. It's in the Senate or Congress. Like he transformed. Like even though we got you know the orange man in in, in office right now, he's transformed 
the the um dynamic of politics and he his so his like um his presence as the 44th will forever stand as a historic turning point in US history and he didn't do anything in the present tense for the, I mean, when he's talking about major you know, policies and changing the, I, I, the ghetto ex- and the did, hood. Did people but, really expect Obama to go into the White House and just and say black people? He's rule like, the world. what was? Yeah, what, what did you expect him to be? Like some type of fairy, unicorn, um, leprechaun type, m- mystical? <laughs> because you know, years over four hundred years of trying to get just within, to vote. All he could do with within eight years. Right. What what did y'all really expect? And that man, when I say him and his family, they they took on the White House with so much grace, elegance. They took on presidency with so much um, prestige and, 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 and ease intellect. too. And yeah. ease, like it. And was I know like, it wasn't easy for him because you see the transformation, how he turned gray and all that. But he did it with finesse, brushing shoulders off and everything, and, and telling them like, "Yo, I did this twice. What you like? Come 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 for me, bro." Nobody can't nobody can't sit here and come for uh, Uncle Obama like that in my presence. Nah. I, what did you do? Exactly. Don't talk about Uncle Obama. What did you do? And none of them did nothing, which is the crazy part. But Omar, it's more so where your school at? Uh, we waiting on it. Oh, we love we love what you be talking about because you write about the ADD. Yeah, and you write about you, all that stuff. You write you write where your school at? You know, and we yeah. love the idea. Frederick Douglass Listen, Academy, we love I'll, that I'll, idea. I'll Rochester work, loves Frederick Douglass. We I'll, love I'll work with you. But let's mm-hmm. let's let's start to produce. Yep. Let's start to produce. But it's I, really just to kind of uh cap on that, it's more so like with the Obama idea. Mm-hmm. His his representation alone has started a ripple effect that's going to carry on Definitely. for generations. Definitely. Like now because when we were kids, I don't know if, if there was so much people aspiring to be a president. But now that you anything in politics, really, really, and and now that you you know Rochester has a black mayor, please big up blessings, big shout out to um Mayor, mayor Lovely Warren. Warren, yep, um, from you know we 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 have a ability to aspire because we are represented in that right, way, right? You know, and and when you're a visual person and a person that comes from you know a place. That, you know that type of background. You have to see it to believe it. Right. And when 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 you're on TV and all you see is, oh, I hate to say it, but the ratchets and you know the cussing people out. And we good at that the too. Entertainment. But yeah, like let's be real. That's not what we are. So much bigger than that. Right. Exactly. And but that's how we're represented. Mm-hmm. And so since we're represented in that way, that's how our kids act. And that's, that's why. And that's why we create these platforms. Our channels and our networks and we are going to be the representation like yeah you can speak up you can speak ebonics you can you can talk with your native dialect and you can feel comfortable and you can still be articulate and you can still be intelligent and all of that because they'll take over the world yeah this is what we're talking about we're changing Changing. we're the millennials i love that word now we're in the generation z but our the millennials is now in charge of making sure that generation z once they start taking take over we already set the foundation, mm-hmm. like cemented it and everything. So now they start building on it. Plant your seed, baby, and watch it grow. For real. Um. So, dang, that was a good show. Okay. Wait. Last card. Yeah. We, let's keep on going. We, yep. We can close on. Um. We gonna close on, on love. love. Let's shuffle it up. Ooh. Let's, ooh. Love. <laughs> ooh. Love. Hmm. All right. So I just shuffled and picked the first card. Let's see what we got. So it says, "Don't tell me." You will love me forever. Tell me that 
you will love me Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. <laughs> That's what the card says. Oh. And um, to give you some context, is W. H. Auden in the Five Things We Cannot Change by David Richo Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read that one more time. Okay. Don't tell me you, you will love me forever. Tell me that you will love me Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. Mm. Um, so what do they mean by that? It's it's a lot to go in that one. Because I, I feel I the way that I'm internalizing that okay. as I'm going through is like if you t- it's a, to tell somebody that you will love them forever is a very vague, generalized um hope full of hope. Yeah, like a <laughs> hopeful thing. Like mm-hmm. I love you, I'ma love you forever. We tell our kids we love them all the time. I love you forever. I'm going to always you. love you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very generalized, not individualized and personalized uh, um, um, statement. Mm-hmm. But if you t- if you tell somebody, oh, I'm going to love, I love you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. <laughs> or, and I think the way I interpret it is um, it resonates with me with a certain quote that I always hear about, um, Give people their flowers while they can smell them. Mm-hmm. Let people drink their coffee while it's hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so don't tell me you love me forever as far as, um, oh, I'll always love you. It's just there. and yeah. No, I need you to, you know, be, 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 be in the present, you know, oh, and, and, yeah. and I want my flowers while I can smell them. I don't want to know about forever and, oh, in the future and, oh, you know, whatever. You know, it's Thursday afternoon right now. It's four o'clock. I want it. Now, now and I don't want to be told about some fairy tale. Just love no, is love. Live and let love yeah. be love. Yeah, so love it in the present mm-hmm. instead of planning loving in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And love yeah, yourself. Yeah. But love yourself first. Yep. You can't so, love nobody else if you don't love yourself. And if you don't know that, I w- I would so one thing I'm gonna shout out Lauren Hill real quick. Oh, blessings because to the big sis me, Lauren let me, Hill. Let me look up. Um, in which Lauren Hill is is she's a she's a a legend. Legend. Let's, let's, let's just put it at that. While I'm looking, period. It up. Because Lauren, she's done a lot, and the industry did her dirty, but she still did a lot without even having the industry. But anyway, Lauren Hill is a vibe. Is a whole vibe, like, and it's a timeless vibe. Like she made one album, and it's timeless. Classic. Timeless. And. Shape that that actually the miseducation of Lauren Hill that kind of plugged into our educational piece, like that those type of conversations they were having in school. Mm-hmm. So imagine health class. You talking about love? What is love? What is the love? What is love? You say you know what love is. <laughs> it's almost like I like like I love you unconditionally. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Do we really know what unconditional love is? Which takes me when I get that question from Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. So two thousand two. The MTV Unplugged number two mm-hmm. or well, that's what it's what it's called. I want y'all to go and listen to that. Like I sometimes With I just blue, get lost. The blue album. Nah, this is when she was doing. Yeah, the little, okay. I'm thinking blue. No, it's not blue. It's black and white. In the black and white, but it's just this right here is like she was doing like this, um, almost like a city. I think hall she cried on joint. that, didn't she? She was doing. She was going crazy on it. Yeah. But she was so in between. So in between her, it was like stories. Um, I guess okay. So you can say stories. It was like stories, poems, and her music, mm-hmm. all intertwined. She had the interludes. They she had the actual songs, and she explained, you know, the songs and where they came from and why she wrote them and this that, and the third. Y'all really listen to that because she kind of talks about that quote, like being in the present 
Um, she don't talk about that quote, but she's talking about just being in the present because unconditional love. What what is unconditional love? Mm-hmm. And unconditional love is one of those generalized um things to say. Well, I love you unconditionally. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Do you you gonna love me when this that and the third happen? Mm-hmm. Do you know that? So how can you say you are gonna love me unconditionally? Mm-hmm. Love me now and show me what love is now. That's uh, yeah. That's that's dope. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. So I think I think we could we could close on that. Like you know. Take all of these gems, and I know we was bouncing around, and we was getting excited to talk about everything. Yeah. But um, but they all you know, came it, together. It, it all, it all is sewn together. It's sewn together, yeah. and that's how we gonna advance as people. Mm-hmm. We gotta understand that when we growing up, we gonna we gonna actually wrap all of it together. Now, mm-hmm. when we growing up, we got we told we're told to go to college. We're told to you know do a job that pay you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, do it for the money. We don't, we're not told how to pay, you know, our taxes, how to file our taxes, how to Ball handle out. credit, you know, how to, how school is one of the biggest scams ever in, in American history, because you, if, if you don't utilize school, right, you left with mad debt that you got to pay back six months after you graduate. Right. Which implies that you have to have a job landed at, Soon the, as you graduate. at the point of graduation. Yep. Like when you cross across that stage, you walking into that door the next day type yep. thing. Mm-hmm. So, just understanding that all that stuff is good, but no, be patient with all things, but first of all, yourself. Because if you're not patient with yourself, then you can't be patient with anything else. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And if you are not, you know, compassionate, forgiving, then you can't do that to anybody else. And when it comes to school, when it comes to work, um, life, work, period, life, be creative in the way that you handle those things mm-hmm. don't be one-dimensional don't be in a box Mm-mm. uh you just heard about palassi palassi payless's prank on their um you know social media influencers to get them to buy a 30 35 pair of shoes for 670 dollars like that is a creative approach to being able to um they went into a penumbra mm. a shadowy infinite indefinite or marginal area when it talks about sales when it talks about something that they're not used to doing but they were highly successful because they were creative in that sense so as we close i want our people our our community our black people i want y'all to understand that and it's not limited to y'all it's limited to everybody but especially to our black people our black kings and queens be creative in how we do it and for everybody else be creative in how y'all do it too. Be creative. Just be creative at the end of the day. And be extra AF. Extra AF. And have some um compassion for yourself and be patient with yourself. This is a journey. It's a journey. It's a whole life journey, which we have to learn from. Mm-hmm. We learn from our experiences more than anything else. And let's, We're Oracle people. Definitely. And let's um learn how to heal and learn how to live learn how and to enjoy live. it. Because it's life. You get one of them. <laughs> let's enjoy it uh-huh. let's not let's not bask in the negative let's live in the light yes live in that light because when you live in the light all that darkness bounce right off you yeah it's like what <laughs> the haters on you but get them up off you I almost think about those eight years obama was in office mm-hmm. he was living in so much light nothing can touch him nothing can touch him nothing you still can't touch on you still can't touch him and he and they they're a billion dollar brand right now which is crazy Anyways, <laughs> y'all already know. Bring another set of ears for next week's show. This is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight talk show. I am King Dev Doe. And this is Fancy Lancy. Fancy Lancy. You know. Noelle Moore and Shannon Shenanigans could not be here, but it's okay because we got it covered. 
Be back next week. And y'all already know, Shannon loves you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, introspect. Uh, uh, tip inside. Hope you come back next week. Come back next week.